is the only bank devoted exclusively to entrepreneurs, and we're committed to the success of women entrepreneurs and majority women-owned companies across Canada. As a proud partner of the Thrive Podcast, we're here to help you start, grow, or scale your business. Find out more at bdc.ca forward slash women today. Scotiabank is proud to co-present the Thrive Podcast for Women Entrepreneurs. Through the Scotiabank Women Initiative, Scotiabank aims to help advance women-led businesses with access to capital, education, and mentorship. To learn more, visit scotiabankwomeninitiative.com. listening to the Thrive Podcast on the Startup Canada Podcast Network, where we help women entrepreneurs to start and build thriving businesses. On the Thrive Podcast, we connect you with leading experts, entrepreneurs, and organizations that provide capital, mentorship, training, tools, and other support to help you make your vision a reality faster. This podcast is a production of Startup Canada, Canada's entrepreneurship organization, and is presented in partnership with the Business Development Bank of Canada and Scotiabank. I'm your host, Kayla Isabel, Executive Director at Startup Canada. Welcome to the show. We are thrilled to have Carla Briones, founder of Carla Briones Consulting, on the show today. Carla is a Mexican-Canadian serial entrepreneur with a passion for helping others succeed in their business journey. Carla uses her 10 years of business experience to mentor, coach, and help new immigrants become successful entrepreneurs in their adopted country. Currently, she is honored to be a part of the team of independent business advisors at Invest Ottawa, where she provides strategy services to local, aspiring, and current entrepreneurs. Welcome to the show, Carla. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here. Fantastic. So tell us a little bit about the inception of Carla Briones Consulting. Um, How was it born and what were you doing at the start of the business? That's a great question. So um, it started about almost two years ago when my dad, um, another immigrant entrepreneur, commissioned me to sell his business. He, He is a veterinarian and he opened up his hospital about 14, 15 years ago now. And it was time for him to retire And we were working on the due diligence and everything. And we realized that back in the day when he started his business as a newly, newly, well, not kind of newly arrived immigrant, he set it up completely wrong. So we had to backtrack 13 years worth of finance, of um, accounting, 13 years worth of legal stuff. And when it came time to actually sell the business after we had to fix all of that and put in a significant investment in legal fees and accounting fees and mm. all of that, it unfortunately put his retirement in jeopardy. So uh, after all of the struggles and all of the hard work and all of the sweat and tears that he put into his business, it came out to uh, his retirement um, nest egg not being as big as he thought it would be. So it was in that moment when I started asking myself how many immigrants come to Canada or to any country for 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 all of that, and they don't know what they don't know, right? So they, they start businesses because we're you know entrepreneurial in, in nature, but we don't know exactly how to do it according to the country that you know you are newly living in. So I decided to start helping in any way, shape, or form. There was this is this was the first business where I actually had no plan. It it just started out of that 
face that my dad made when he realized the amount of money that he essentially lost in order to fix the problem. Mm-hmm. And it, it, it just, it was just a, a, a really big desire for me to, to make sure that no one else has to go through that issue and no, no one else has to make that face. So that was the inception. It was actually a very personal experience and a very unfortunate one but um you know I I decided that throughout all this time that my dad had his business I've opened many businesses myself so I have all of this information I build up this network I build up this knowledge so what good is it if I'm not sharing it Mm -hmm. oh yeah absolutely so how has your role evolved since that that beginning um of the the consulting firm well, at the beginning, I had no idea what to do. <laughs> mm, yeah, like many entrepreneurs, you're sort of starting in a, a space of question marks. Yeah, yeah so it's evolved tremendously. Mm. Um, and it's interesting because I have experience in a lot of brick and mortar businesses, right? So mm. I have, right now I have three brick and mortars. I have over 60 staff. Um, so I'm, I'm, I'm really good at managing like operations, inventories, uh, staffing, um, vendors, so on and so forth. But this was different. This was... Mm where it was my knowledge, right, that I was that I was managing. So it was completely different. It was completely out of the box. It was really creating something out of nothing. And it's evolved and, and honestly I didn't know how to like what I was gonna do. I just need I just knew I needed to do something. So I started um, speaking. That's that was my first thing. It's I started really advocating for for immigrants because unfortunately immigrants when we come to Canada our credit history doesn't migrate with us. So mm. regardless of, of the business experience you've had in your country, such as my father's, you know, it, that, that doesn't matter when you're trying to get a loan or when you're mm-hmm. trying to get financing, you start from scratch. So I started being very vocal about that. And I just started, um, I just started talking a lot. And in any opportunity that I could, I, I would talk and I would raise awareness about the issues that are that are limiting a lot of newcomers or are stopping newcomers or slowing down newcomers to open up more more businesses and contributing more to the to the economy. So um, yeah, so I, I kind of started just building awareness and building, uh, in essence, a bit of a brand that I was steering away because my businesses are in the animal industry and the restaurant industry. So I was steering away from what, what my identity or what identified me. And then I started making my own identity, like a new identity as an entrepreneur. And, and they were like, wait a minute, I thought that you own restaurants or that I thought that mm-hmm. you own, you know, pet stores and whatnot. I'm like, yeah, I do, but I'm also very passionate. And, <laughs> exactly, exactly. So it's evolved and it's evolved now to the point where um, in 2020, I'm hoping to launch the um, uh, Immigrant Entrepreneur Learning Platform mm-hmm. and Digital Community and Business Incubator. So using the online world to be able to educate uh, aspiring immigrant entrepreneurs to give them a, uh, um, a community, a digital community, and also to help them to incubate their businesses online, to help them grow and help them, you know, be sustainable, sustainable and scalable at the same time and access a network of mentorship as well. Fantastic. So when you look at newcomers and, 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 providing services as they launch their businesses. You're saying digital platforms, connectivity with mentors. What other areas do uh, we really need to be supporting newcomers with as they start entrepreneurial journeys in Canada? Um, so one of the biggest one is financing. Mm. 
financing is huge. It's, it still continues to be a big rock. And I guess for every entrepreneur, financing exactly. is always going to be an issue. They're just that added layer of, uh, of difficulty just because of the credit history. Um, and uh, yeah, so, so the financing is a huge one. And the thing is that there are starting to be programs now that are specifically targeted to newcomers. However, they're very time sensitive. So you have to be a newcomer for two years or less or five years or less and anymore you don't qualify for that loan so even um even uh you know advertising that or like letting the, giving them awareness or giving awareness of these particular programs that exist that they can have access to before it's too late it's huge it can it can make or break you know the, the startup of a of a of an entrepreneur like i like to call them immigrant mm, entrepreneur i love it <laughs> yeah, so so it, it would be awareness. And then right now I'm at the point where a lot of um, newcomers that are coming into Canada that are considered higher net worth newcomers that have no interest in open a business, but they want to invest in mm. businesses. And they're asking me for advice. Okay, what company in Canada is worth investing in? So my idea, sort of like my phase three would be to create some sort of a venture, um, uh, venture capital fund without it being a venture capital fund because of the legal obviously but but some sort of um, uh, investment or a pooling money in from high net worth immigrants to help finance the brilliant immigrants that are coming into Canada with amazing innovative ideas but are lacking the funds so putting one and two together incredible oh well that, those all sound like phenomenal ideas wow stay tuned for more <laughs> amazing <laughs> So as we so we've talked about uh, the different entrepreneurs and different groups that you have supported and newcomers that you've supported. What were the biggest challenges that you faced as an immigrant and as a woman, especially through this entrepreneurial journey uh, and kicking yourself off? Well, it was huge because when I started my first business ten years ago, I was also a new mom. Mm, wow! <laughs> oh my goodness! Yeah, so I opened the door of the first business when my daughter had just—it uh, was her first day of daycare. Oh my so goodness! Incredible. There were so many difficulties, you know, because almost um, entrepreneurship and motherhood—they're very similar mm. when you really think about it. Because your business is your baby, and in your business, you at the beginning you want to do everything because nobody's going to do it as perfect as you do right um and you want to you want to have your hand in everything you don't want anybody to help you because everybody sucks and you're good right <laughs> motherhood is very similar particularly if you're a new mom you are the one that knows what's going on with your baby and you don't want anybody touching your baby you don't want anybody to tell you how to raise your child yeah so, so navigating both at the same time, it was freaking exhausting. Yeah, It was so tiring because I started treating them both, my child and my business, as if they were the same. Mm -hmm. And, and I was trying, like, I would, it was a, it was a retail location, my, my first business. And I was, you know, carrying the baby and the baby Bjorn in the front. And I was getting counting deliveries and I was trying to do like customer service and order inventory, staying late, feeding my child in the back room. We used to have a little grooming salon and I, many times my child took a bath in that grooming tub. Wow. Hey, you make it work. <laughs> <laughs> But it was exhausting. Mm. It was really exhausting. There were a few incidents, unfortunate incidents, where, as well with some clients, where um, if when I get nervous, my my accent really comes out and it's very, it becomes very thick. 
And I remember there was a, an, an upset customer and I was trying to, um, you know, to, to deal with the situation as a new, new business owner, you know, mm-hmm. when you're faced with your first hard, like difficult customer, it's, uh, you know, it throws you off. So my accent was coming up. And then, and then I, I unfortunately received a very, very racist comment from this, mm. from this, uh, from this customer is like, you effing immigrant go back to your country. Wow. And I'm like, Oh my God. So, and this, this all happened like within the first two weeks of opening oh the business. Goodness. So, mm. so it's like, I'm trying to do my best as a new business person, as a new mom and, and as an immigrant. And it's like, Oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> so there were, there were, unfor- I mean, fortunately those, those types of comments are not as common anymore. Mm. Um, but there, there, I mean, there were a lot of difficulties and, and there were times where, where I did feel like, Oh my God, you know, I'm, way over my head and what am I doing um, you know what am I doing trying to be super mom and super you know super boss and super customer service and super everything and eventually I ended up burning out I there was a moment where I I had a <laughs> I, I had a breakdown because I just couldn't do it I just could not do it all and I mean it sounds like I am doing everything but I also have to mention my husband uh, was a big supporter he's a teacher Full, he was a full-time teacher, yet he was still helping in the business. But at the end of the day, at the beginning or in the initial days, it was me doing everything from the kid to the business, and it was hard. It was it was really hard. But uh, but it was a situation where all of our eggs were in that basket, and like failure was not an option. <laughs> So, so yeah, there was a lot of pressure and, and a lot of sleepless nights and a lot of, you know, sleepless nights full because of the business and sleepless nights because of the baby. So it was, uh, I still, like, I think about it and I'm like, man, was I crazy. Yeah. I mean, you got <laughs> through it though. At the end of the day, like, you did get through it all and then you ended up yeah. in an incredibly successful space. So kudos. <laughs> Congratulations. Yeah, I <laughs> Thank you. But I, I imagine during that, especially getting feedback back like that, when you're in a vulnerable position, starting your business, you're putting everything on the line uh, and, you know, to have a customer like that, putting um, such a negative um, and, and really hostile message, um, you know, when you are investing everything and you are trying your absolute best would be really erosive to your confidence at that stage. So, um, I can, I can only imagine. It it shakes your core. Absolutely. As an individual, as someone who is trying to fit in, as someone who's trying to, you know, contribute to the local economy, it, it just, it just really shakes you to the core. But fortunately, I mean, those situations, I can count them with Mm. in in one hand, Mm -hmm. but, um, but I mean, it's unfortunate that, that I've experienced them, but I've, uh, I think I dealt with it gracefully or as gracefully as I could. <laughs> and, and, you know, I just had to look forward and I had to look at the other, like at the, you know, many, many blessings and positive things that, you know, that were happening at the same time. Yeah. So. Yeah. And I think that it's a good message to share that, um, you know, that comment might look different for everybody, but there's always something that comes up at some part of the entrepreneurial journey that might shake you uh, yeah, and shake your core and your confidence. So, so remembering that, uh, you know, looking at successful examples like yourself, um, there were moments, you know, <laughs> during that entrepreneurial journey where things were incredibly challenging and, Absolutely. and understanding that that's a whole part of this path and knowing that you're going to be able to get through it and get to the, the quote finish line or whatever that looks like during this, sort of this entrepreneurial space, um, but having confidence that you'll be able to get through it. 
Fantastic. And so what, what was the most rewarding aspect of supporting newcomers uh, in finding their way through the entrepreneurial ecosystem? What um, success stories can you share with our audience? So I have Roxana, for example, she was my very, very, very first client. Mm. And, um, and it's funny because she started, I, as I mentioned, I also have a restaurant, mm-hmm. I, uh, Freshie, and she started working for me there. And we started talking, she's from El Salvador. And uh, she started talking to me and how she loves cooking. And then she started talking about the, the pupusas that she makes, which are like amazing Salvadorian um, uh, dishes or dish. And she said, oh, I, I just love making this. And then she said, you want, you, you know, I can make you some. So she made me some. I'm like, oh, my God, like these are these are amazing. She's like, yeah, I have a dream. And it, it, it started just like us having a conversation while we were working at the restaurant. She's like, yeah, I have a dream of sometime uh, having my restaurant. And I'm like, well, let's do it. Oh, no, 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 no. Like, you know, I need to save up more and I need to learn more. And I'm like, no, seriously, if, if that's what you want to do, let's do it. So uh, because I was, I'm in the industry, I'm like, okay, let's train you to be an owner. So I started training her about inventory management and like I started training her about the whole, you know, managing your, your food and managing your food costs and like menu development and all of that. And then I started helping her with her business plan. And then I put her in touch with an organization that finances newcomer entrepreneurs, one of the very few ones. Um, And uh, she was able to get a loan. So, and then, you know, six months later, she opened up her restaurant. So right now she has a restaurant. So that to me, that was like, amazing if I'm able to make this type of difference by and and it didn't take me that much right like all I did was I share the knowledge that I already have um and then I am just sharing my connections and the contacts and the and the and and the resources that are already available and it doesn't cost me anything to just just introduce one to the other and 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 help them because if she succeeds I succeed the other person succeeds like it's it's a ripple effect so that is definitely one of my favorite stories. Um, and, and it was my first client too, which is awesome. And yeah, and then there's been others where, <clears throat> where these uh, immigrants, they wanted to buy into a franchise. And because I know the franchise model very well too, um, and they were, they were ready and being pressured for them to sign a, a check for $30,000. And it was in essence their entire entire nest like their their you know their entire savings for their lives that they came to Canada about a year ago they sold everything and they had 30 grand and they were toying with the idea of either using it for a down payment for a home or buying a business and they're like well you know let's buy a business let's buy into uh, x franchise and and uh and I might be there but we need to sign this franchise agreement by tomorrow and I'm like, what do you mean? You, you, you can't get pressure like that when you're, when you're buying a reputable franchise. So I started looking at the documents and I'm like, listen, I'm not going to tell you what to do, but <laughs> if, you, if you were my dad, because it was an older gentleman, if you were my dad, and, and, and I'm going to talk to you as if you were my dad, uh, if this is your entire life savings. And if you are feeling pressured, if you are not feeling like, hell yes, I'm going to do this. And if you're having your doubts, it's because your gut is trying to tell you something. Mm. And it ended up that <clears throat> that he didn't sign on that agreement. And eventually he put that money towards the house. Mm. And, and and it's not that I, I, I mean, it's not that I was against him going into business. I just didn't want to get in, him into a business that was not legit. Mm-hmm. 
<laughs> and lo- and potentially losing $30,000 because he didn't know what he didn't know. And I think that that's such an incredible story uh, and so important um, talking about the value of mentorship. And and I love that you you share, you know, you have it didn't take a lot of time. So looking at currencies differently that, you know, you might not be able to invest your own money into uh, newcomer uh, entrepreneurs or you might not be able to invest other types of currency. But using your time um, and sharing things that you've long or learned along the way um, is so, so unbelievably invaluable when when, you know, they're going through different decisions. Um, and just having sort of a sounding board and somebody who's been there. I imagine that that was very, very helpful for him, uh, but also great for you to, to feel like you're contributing in even a small way. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I actually, I teach a course on uh, immigrant entrepreneurship at local um, settlement agencies. Mm-hmm. And I teach them how to pitch their business because at the end of, the, at the, end of the, the course, they have to pitch, you know, do like a little dragon stand. Uh, pitch presentation awesome. and and I always talk about you know just your usual about pitching a business but very important what is your ask you know mm-hmm. I like if you're pitching your business I need to know or your your audience needs to know what the ask and nine times out of ten the ask is not money the ask mm-hmm. is uh, networks I am looking for um, someone in or, or a mentor so someone in X industry that can help me navigate the business environment in this particular industry so, you know, so there is a huge gap um, because when you come to Canada as a newcomer, you you don't know anybody. Like honestly, you're you're starting from scratch. So the net, and, and it can be it can be very isolating as well um, as an entrepreneur or sorry as an immig- uh, entrepreneurship in general. Mm-hmm. is very isolating when you add on the layer of being an immigrant entrepreneur is double the mm-hmm. the isolation so a lot of the times all these entrepreneurs are really looking for is just a network it's mm-hmm. community it's uh it's a mentor it's someone that can help them navigate um you know the, the the business environment in that particular industry which is what i'm planning to do or what i'm hoping to do with this digital uh mm-hmm. platform is finding the 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 successful immigrant entrepreneur entrepreneurs in the different sectors and do matching like mentorship matching um, so that they're able to at least via online create that sort of networking opportunities for them as well. Incredible. Yeah. Just having a mechanism to ask questions because exactly as you say, you don't know what you don't know. And that can be a really overwhelming sort of experience. So what was your approach to to finding mentorship? Because you were sort of um, trailblazing in a very specific space. Who did you lean on as you were developing your business? For this one, for this entrepreneurship, mm-hmm. um, it's really funny because it's, um, I don't have a lot of people to copy, unfortunately. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You're building it <laughs> sort of behind you, yeah. So, so really, it's a trial and an error. And in terms of finding my own uh, my own community and my own network, um, it was through, um, I'm a member of Tech Canada, which is um, an entrepreneurship group of, of uh, it's the executive committee, that's what it stands for. And it's almost like a mastermind. We get together once a month and we challenge each other. We learn from best practices. We have guest speakers, so on and so forth. Um, so they really have become my 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 group. They really have become mm. sort of like my compass because I they end my mentors because I'm sitting and I'm, I'm rubbing elbow with ridiculously successful uh, entrepreneurs in general. And, and I'm learning from their best practices and I'm, I'm, I'm getting access to their networks and 
them getting access to to their you know their their tactics and because we're all sharing what we're what we're doing and what's working what's not working so we're all growing together and we're challenging each other so so really tech has become a huge huge part of of uh, of my networking building as well as invest ottawa so i'm subcontracted by invest ottawa and i'm actually a business advisor so a business coach not just for immigrants or for for their clients in general uh, but the resources and the people of, um, that that uh, the spearhead invest Ottawa they're fantastic and their networks and their knowledge mm. and it's just a great sense of community in the entrepreneurship world and and really all they want is they want for people to succeed so so it's uh, it's been pretty it's been it's been a pretty great experience as well tapping in, into into invest Ottawa their networks their programming and being able to build something as well because now I'm actually giving workshops specifically targeted for immigrants who want to open up businesses so we're building a network together uh, which is awesome incredible it sounds so so wonderful I I can't wait to see where this goes Um, so if you can think of one piece of advice that you'd like to give our audience today um, and maybe this is coming from your business advisory at Invest Ottawa um, or with just your experience overall which is so colorful and incredible um, what's the one piece of advice you'd like to leave our audience with today share your knowledge Mm it doesn't take that long it doesn't cost you anything to to share your knowledge and there is this saying that i really love that when you become a leader success is all about growing Mm. others so that if i can leave everybody with that and and with that challenge of if there is somebody that you can help in the entrepreneurship community by just sharing a knowledge sharing a contact uh sharing a best practice then then you help somebody grow and 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 then the ripple effect and 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 that uh, that that innate innate thing that we all have within us to want to um to want to help it and to want to serve it's just going to create a bigger effect and we're all going to be able to grow and we're all going to be able to benefit from each other's knowledge if we share it. Mm-hmm. It amplifies. It just completely amplifies everything. Absolutely. Uh, incredible. And so actually, I'd love to ask one more question further to that. So how do you balance, um, you know, filling other people's cups while you're all the, also filling your own? Uh, so I love that idea. You know, it doesn't cost you anything to be supporting everyone around you. Uh, but at what point do you sort of say, I need to focus on on myself and, and continuing my business and, um, you know, spending more time in that area? How have you balanced that over the years? That's a great question. I'm not going to say I'm perfect. Mm. <laughs> it's, it's always, it's always, um, yeah, it, it, yeah, there, there, I'm not perfect. There's, there's times when I give, 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 and then, and then, and then you feel it, right? You feel it after a while. You're like, whoo, I haven't focused on my own thing. I need to, I need to slow down. I need to start saying no more often. Um, so yeah, so it's a work in progress. I'm not, I'm not going to say I'm perfect by any means. However, I've become much better at being a bit selfish with my scheduling, let's say, and I chunk it up in days. So this is the day where I work on one-on-one consulting. And that's it. This is the day that I work on workshops and going out into the community and maybe doing networking and coffees and what whatnot. And I just do it for that particular day. And then this is the day that I work on my other businesses and, you know, and, and I make sure that I don't neglect that either. So, but, so, you know, it, it takes a lot of effort to say no or to, and discipline 
to not have uh, like to because it's very tempting on the day that you're supposed to be doing one-on-ones to you know be working on the other businesses as well so uh, am I perfect absolutely not am I trying you betcha but uh, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to get better at it so balance is always something that it's gonna it's gonna be hard to really attain as an entrepreneur as a person in general but particularly as an entrepreneur when you're on really 24 7 but I also make sure that I take time for me. Uh, yoga is huge for me. I do um, I do spinning as well. So I at least you know schedule a little bit of physical movement, even if it's only half hour a day, um, just to kind of keep my <laughs> my sanity a little bit as well. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Well, it was such a pleasure talking to you, Carla. Thanks so much for coming on the show today. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. Yeah, and I see a lot of potential uh, partnering with Startup Canada. We're working with newcomers, immigrants, um, and I think there's there's lots of space to collaborate. So stay tuned. Thanks. <laughs> awesome. Looking forward to it. Thanks, Carla. Bye. Thank you for joining us this week on the Thrive Podcast, where we help women entrepreneurs to start and build thriving businesses. Thank you to the Startup Canada production team, BDC, and Scotiabank for helping us to power women entrepreneurs. Visit startupcan.ca forward slash women to download the playbook Resources for Women Entrepreneurs with a comprehensive list of support for you and your business. Visit startupcan.ca for the latest episodes of the Startup Canada podcast hosted by Matthew Curtis and plug in to the Startup Canada network. Until next time, I'm Kayla Isabel. It's time to thrive.